Today is Wednesday, September 7th, 2022, and the DOJ has leaked to the Washington Post in retaliation to the special master ruling. Blackouts hit California, and Hillary Clinton is back, and she won't go away. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Ladies and gentlemen, we love this audience, and we love all of you. We do this show in order to provide counter-programming so that you can get the information that you need. Now, there's a theme to today's show, and the theme is simply this. Everything that they accuse you of doing, they wish to do. Every single crime, every allegation, every slur, every ism that they throw at you, they are currently guilty of. Accuse your enemy of that for which you are guilty of. Show me the man, I'll show you the crime. That's what Joseph Stalin said, and they're doing it right now in this country. We have proof positive for you. And we have such a stacked show for you today. A lot of wood to chop. We're bringing on the editor of The Federalist, Sean Davis. He's going to talk to us about Hillary Clinton's lies over her email. Hillary Clinton is back, baby. And it's more important than ever for us with some breaking news. Steve Bannon being indicted in the city of New York. We'll get to that in a moment, along with rolling blackouts and flattening the energy curve. Whoo! It's coming. It's coming fast, and it's not going to be pretty. In the state of California, if you're watching in that state, whew, man, we are sorry. You are roasting right now. Blackouts throughout the state, the nation, obviously, in collapse, that part of the country that is Democrat-controlled. And so we must provide counter-programming. It's what we do on this show. And we are really excited about the Federalist piece that we talked about last week. Now, the editor of The Federalist, as I said, will be joining us in a moment. But the Federalist piece that we talked about last week described how a bitter, angry, pretty irrelevant bureaucrat, the archivist, the national archivist, David Fierro, was the man who planted evidence and planted inside of the FBI the idea that they could raid Donald Trump's house because he's an angry, bitter, seething, weepy librarian and he didn't like Donald Trump's skin color, and so orange man bad. Now, David Fierro, based on this article that we highlighted last week, is a man who freaked out because Donald Trump was carrying a box as he left the White House, a banker box. Fierro asked himself, what's in that box? This according to the article. Fierro then said that January 6th was the worst day of his life. He wept. Then he says that it's important to me that the administration replace me. I'm concerned about what's going to happen in 2024. I don't want it to be left to the unknowns of the presidential election. What does that mean? Why is the National Archivist being such an openly partisan hack? This National Archivist, of course, was appointed by Barack Obama, who he treated very differently. Barack Obama was able to have access to all of his classified documents. Barack Obama started shipping off his documents to David Fierro, the National Archivist. They were kept inside of like a container. In the suburbs of Chicago, they treated Barack Obama extremely differently. Of course, they've treated Hillary Clinton very differently, and we're about to detail all of that. So who is this guy, David Fierro? We asked that question, and we detailed, of course, his setup. This is the guy who told the FBI to raid Donald Trump. This is the guy who began the setup for Donald Trump to have his home raided due to the National Presidential Records Act. This guy, remember, Dr. Fauci, you had no idea who that guy was in 2019, 2000, in the beginning of 2020. You had no clue who a Dr. Fauci was. If I were to go down along the street, I have a man on the street show, and I'd, who's Dr. Fauci? No one would have known. They use the agents of the bureaucracy in order to attack you. They do the very crimes that they are accusing you of. And we highlighted that last week. Now, why am I talking about it right now? I'm talking about it because we want to give love. We want to give love, as we often do on this show, to the people who make the show possible, the people who are watching. We were amazed to see a fake news reporter who was going around trying to troll Trump supporters who was standing in line at Trump's event this last week. They're trying to troll Trump supporters, asking them where they got their news from. And we came across this incredible clip by this amazing patriot. Take it away. I heard this on Benny Johnson, and Benny Johnson's fantastic. Um, the guy from the archives, the secretary, I guess it was, from the archives, started planting, and there's proof of him planting things that he wanted Trump to get in trouble with simply because he hated Trump. But so, who's Benny Johnson? Benny Johnson is... Uh, a, a podcast. Yeah. 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 Where, where 
do you hear them? Um, I, uh, I just go on Facebook. I, oh, it's a, oh, you hear my Facebook? I hear my Facebook. On but YouTube. He's, he's got on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, he's got YouTube too. Yeah, okay. But Benny so Johnson. Benny Johnson, um, I, I and, and I like to listen to the left to see what they're saying, so I compare to, you know, I, I got their truth and I got the other yeah. truth, and I'm going to make up my own mind, my own truth. Who are these beautiful people? If you know who they are, let me know. My email address we will put on screen right now. I want to hear from these incredible patriots who correctly notified that fake news reporter about David Fierro, the scumbag National Archivist who was appointed by Barack Obama and who has been working with the deep state in order to get this raid going from Donald Trump. You, ma'am, and you, sir, one, incredible goatee, two, I love your t-shirts, Trump 2024, and three, God bless you for watching. Thank you for sticking it to the fake news. We love you on The Benny Show. We appreciate you listening. And we want to send you something very special from our brand new Benny store. Please let us know who you are. We don't know. You told it to the fake news. And God bless you. Amazing, amazing work. This is why we do this show. This is why we do this show. So ladies and gentlemen, let's get into it. God bless you, the audience. I am so, I was like, I was screaming when I saw that clip. Screaming last night when I saw that clip. So excited. This is how God shows you that the work that you're doing is making a difference in people's lives. So let's continue. First story of the day. Highly classified documents led to Mar-a-Lago contain foreign nuclear secrets. Oh my God. Where have I heard this before? Wow. The FBI is leaking. A couple of major problems here. Okay, so they're saying that Trump had nuclear secrets about some other nation at his home. Okay, a couple things, a couple, couple major issues. The reason why there was a special master appointed and why the DOJ and the federal government got smashed by the judge is because of their leaking. The judge said that in her order. And so here, in order to retaliate against the appointment of the special master, they leak again. Now, the story was faked the first time. Apparently, Donald Trump had the nuclear codes for America. So now they're changing the game. Apparently, Merrick Garland had nothing to do with it. Joe Biden had nothing to do with it. They fake. They lie. They, they, these people are seething scum. And they've lied to the American people again. Here is the selective leak from out of the FBI and the DOJ to the media. Here's how it was covered last night on Laura Ingram's show. The prosecution of Donald Trump by DOJ via media leaks continues tonight. Yes, just moments ago, The Washington Post reported that documents describing a foreign government's nuclear capabilities were recovered during the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. Now, as we've just observed time and time again over the past what, seven years now, the regime media stenographers were ready to feed the cycle of leaks. It seems to me that, that this is the sort of thing that makes it more likely that ultimately we'll see a criminal charge here. Some of the information, at least, at least according to your reporting sources, was was basically at the upper, upper echelons of, of how closely held it would be by the U.S. government. Classified information that being described is not and can't possibly be shielded by executive privilege. In other words, he didn't have a right to have it. He didn't have a right to have it in his beach house. The end of discussion. These are the same people at Washington Post that got this leak. These are the same people that pushed Russiagate. In case you're wondering, or in case you're worried about this current leak, you must understand where it comes from. Let's consider the source and let's remember what they accuse you of doing, they are guilty of. So this is the FBI leaking classified information that is part of what is allegedly a current criminal probe into Donald Trump. They are not allowed to leak this to the press and here they go. Boy, if there's something the Biden regime has taught us is that we live inside of a country of takers. These people will literally take money out of your bank account to pay for their student loans. It is infuriating. That's why it's so refreshing to partner with a company that is a giver. Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take way too much of your money for data you will never use. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data that you need. That's how the average family, like mine, saves 75 bucks a month switching to Pure Talk. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family, unlimited talk, text, and data, and plans from two gigs all the way 
to unlimited with mobile hotspots, all on America's most reliable 5G network. So why pay more? Here's another thing. Pure Talk's going to give you. This month, when you switch to Pure Talk, you pay one month, they'll give you the next month free. The big, woke corporate cell phone service providers would never. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, choose a plan, enter the promo code Benny at checkout, and get your second month free. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Benny to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Victor Davis Hanson, truly the wisest man in our movement. Victor Davis Hanson, we love him from the Hoover Institute at Stanford, had this exact thing to say on Fox News last night. Go. We don't know how much. We don't know which foreign government is involved. We have some theories, but we published what we can establish with great certainty, and that is that among the records seized, there were details so classified, so concerning, that it was covered by this classification material that relates to a foreign government's nuclear capacity. Okay, let me just say, Victor, as someone who's been around this town way too long, I don't even want to admit how long, she doesn't know anything, okay? She was given information <laughs> by either someone at the White House who was fed it, so it went through an intermediary, probably from DOJ to the White House, then to her, but she's acting like, you know, she's Edward R. Murrow, like doing like gumshoe reporting here. Not doing anything, she's just being spoon-fed information about this investigation. These are journalists? Come on. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's really ironic because we just, why were we leaking? Because we, so, we had this disinterested special master that was taking charge, and they were going to adjudicate the entire files. And it was almost like they went into panic, and they wanted to prejudice whatever they, that finding might be by polluting the well. And then the, the two authors of the Washington Post uh, new scoop, Mr. Barrett and Loning, they were central in the Russian collusion hoax. He won a, a Pulitzer Prize for assuring the nation that Donald Trump colluded with the Russians. And he was involved in the Mueller uh, bombshells, walls are closing in stories. How many times are these people going to have to go back to the same sewer pipe and tell you the same lies, filth, sludge? This stuff is absolute trash. How many times? They have a cabal of fake news journalists who push the same lies on the American people and it's always about the same thing, a hoax on Donald Trump. Trump has stated that he declassified all documents that he took with him to Mar-a-Lago. The Post report cites sources close to the investigation. One source said the documents go beyond top-level clearance. Such documents are commonly stored in secure f facilities that are guarded by a designated control officer. It's not clear how well guarded the documents were at Trump's club. According to the feds, documents were found in the former apprentice host's office, his personal residence on the grounds in a storage closet. The Post went on to report that the agents who retrieved the documents grew alarmed. They were so alarmed at the uh, classified documents that they chucked them on the ground. Again, these people treated Barack Obama, a totally different way. According to David Fierro, the National Archivist's own records, Barack Obama had tons of classified records that he had access to in his storage lockers. Barack Obama was able to go in and reclassify documents day and night. They've changed the rules to get Trump. Whatever they accuse you of doing, they themselves are doing. Mike Davis said exactly this. Of course, Mike has been a friend of the show and on the show, the best legal mind in the movement. Mike Davis had this to say about the new scheme to get Trump. This was a revenge for the appointment of the special master. Now, we're, uh, you know, talking about tonight's leaks. What, what, were these more of what we would expect as kind of the DOJ's revenge or preemptive strike against the special master here? So this is part of a pattern of illegal leaks by the Biden Justice Department. They leaked out to Newsweek early on that Attorney General Merrick Garland did not personally approve this raid. That was a lie. They leaked out that Trump had America's nuclear documents. That was a lie. They leaked out that President Biden and the Biden White House did not have any involvement with this raid. That was a lie. We saw that Jonathan Sue, Deputy White House Counsel to President Biden, uh, waived President Trump's assertion of a uh, executive privilege on behalf of President Biden. So it's just a series of lies and leaks. Remember Judge Cannon, when she ordered this special master, she talked about, quote, the swirling allegations of bias and media leaks. And that is exactly what continues tonight. It confirms why Judge Cannon was so right in appointing a special master here, because the Biden Justice Department knows that they're not going to win this case in a court of law. So they're going to try it in the court of public opinion.
the judge actually said in her appointment of the special master that she is doing this because of the bias of the FBI and because of the media leaks, as Mike Davis just reiterated right there. Here's what Donald Trump had to say about the matter. Donald Trump on True Social saying this. Uh, not only did the FBI steal my passport, they... They have just been learned through the court filings that they also improperly took my complete, highly confidential medical file with all the bells and whistles. At least they'll see I'm a very healthy, absolutely perfect physical specimen. <laughs> oh, I missed this guy on Twitter. Uh, plus personal tax records, illegal to take, lawyer-client privilege information, a definite no-no. Days of the Soviet Union, Donald Trump calling himself a perfect physical specimen. Donald Trump was a perfect electoral specimen in 2016 that didn't stop Democrats from lying for the last six years about Donald Trump's legitimacy as president. As we covered in last night's live, the people who called Donald Trump illegitimate and questioned the electoral value of the American people, the integrity of our elections, these people, these insurrectionists were all Democrats, every damn one of them. Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, all the way on down. Now it is time for us to start asking real questions about the people who are election deniers in the Democrat party. Now these are the people, again, who questioned Donald Trump's legitimacy, Hillary Clinton among them, for many, many years, and including all, all the way up to today. Now, this happened yesterday at the White House. We thought this was amazing because it is proof positive of the iron law of leftism. The iron law of leftism is that we are going to accuse you of that for which we are ourselves guilty. Now, this happened yesterday at the, at the White House. Karine Jean-Pierre got put on blast by based Peter Ducey, who roasted her for being an election denier because she has multiple tweets. Let's put the tweets up where she says that Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. Karine Jean-Pierre saying stolen email, stolen drone, stolen election. Welcome to the world of unprecedented Trump. So Donald Trump stole the election. Well, that's interesting. Boy, I can't wait for them to lock up Karine Jean-Pierre in D.C. Gitmo for questioning election integrity. She was asked this yesterday to her face, Peter Ducey, saying, hey, aren't you an election denier? Aren't you one of those repugnant insurrectionists? And the response was just like, ah, so beautiful. Take it away. Oh, Peter, go ahead. Thanks, Karine. A follow-up about the MAGA Republican attention. So if we're all in agreement that it is incorrect to say the 2020 election was stolen, what about the 2016 election? Look, I'm not going to go back to where we were or what happened in 2016. We're going to focus on the here and now. We're going to focus on what's happening today, uh, this inflection point that the president pointed out uh, very clearly, very decisively. Just in trying to understand the new attention on the MAGA Republicans, you tweeted in 2016 oh, Trump stole an oh. election. I was waiting, Peter, when you were going to ask me that question. Well, here we go. <laughs> you tweeted Trump stole an election. You tweeted Brian Kemp stole an election. If denying election results yeah. is extreme now, yeah. Why so let's let's be really clear that that comparison that you made is just ridiculous. I have been I have ridiculous. been. Well, you're asking me you're asking me a question. Yes. Let me answer it. And you said it was Wait, ridiculous. I was. I was talking specifically at that time of what was happening with voting rights and the what was in danger of voting rights. That's what I was speaking to at the time. Oh, <laughs> okay. Ah, ah, that's what the cringing peers' response was. Re what they accuse you of, they are guilty of. By the way, just basic human psychiatry. Basic, basic human psychology says that when your voice goes up an octave, you're lying. You're nervous. You're scared. Oh, I knew you'd bring this up, Peter. <laughs> She's an election denier. Put her in jail or whatever you do these days. Where's the January 6th committee? Asking for Corrine Jean-Pierre to go to prison. Where's Hillary Clinton going to prison? When's that going to happen? We cover a lot of data on this show. So when was the last time you heard us talk about a number that reached absolute zero? Well, a few times. There are absolutely zero functional brain cells inside of Joe Biden's head. There is 0% chance of us voting for a Democrat in November, and there's 0% chance that Hillary Clinton will become president. 
Financially, in our lifetime, we have seen numbers reach absolute zero and it's been terrifying. In the last recession, stocks like Washington Mutual, Lehman Brothers, and Chrysler reached absolute zero in value overnight. Could it happen again? Of course it could. And if it did, would you be protected? This is why we invest in gold. Gold has never been at absolute zero in value ever in world history. In fact, gold value is rising like a hockey stick. That's why the savviest Americans, like me, diversify their savings to protect them from downturns in the market, from global instability, and from a falling, collapsing dollar. Birch Gold Group helps me invest in gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and they can help you. Text Benny to 989898, and you can convert your old 401k or IRA into a precious metals-backed IRA right now. Do it. It's the smart move, and... We got two more years of Joe Biden, so what can you do, man? Text Benny to 989898 to invest in something of real value with my friends at Birch Gold. We've been waiting for that for a while. I remember the old locker up chants. Let me know in the comments section. Were you ever part of a locker up chant? Did you ever yell locker up at a Donald Trump event? I want to know. Right, d blow up the comment section right now. Did you ever chant lock her up at a Donald Trump event? I want to know. Hillary Clinton making news yesterday announcing... Her intentions for 2024. What is going to happen in 2024? Hillary Clinton saying definitively she will not be running during her unveiling of her Apple TV show. Okay, here's what Hillary Clinton had to say. Would you ever run for president again? No, no, but I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that we have a president who respects our democracy and the rule of law and upholds our institutions. What if Donald Trump runs again? He should be soundly defeated. It should start in the Republican Party. Grow a backbone. Stand up to this guy. Very sorry. We should give you guys warnings before we play a cringing Pierre Hillary Clinton clip back to back. We should have Royce. Let's make like a cringe warning that we can sl splash on the screen right now, like the breaking news, Chiron, but like a cringe warning. Hillary Clinton saying she definitively will not be running for president. She put the issue to bed. CBS News anchor Nora O'Donnell, deep state apparatchik, asking her, will you ever run for president again? And she said, N.O. She had two failed presidential bids in 2008 and 2016. Who won't have failed presidential bids? Our next uh, boys up. The next boys up. What will happen in 2024? Well, let me tell you what I know. Here's the information that I know directly from the sources. Let's just call it what it is. All right. I got a lot of friends in Donald Trump's camp. Got a lot of friends in Ron DeSantis' camp. I live in Ron DeSantis' state of Florida. We'll cover exactly how great Florida is versus California later in the show. California experiencing blackouts right now. Here's the deal. Ron DeSantis won't primary Trump. As far as I have been told from the people as close as you can possibly get to Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis will not primary Trump because he doesn't see the value in primarying a guy that has 100 million Americans who support him. There's 100 million Americans who support Donald Trump. That's a third of the damn nation. And what, what value does he get in doing that? However, Ron DeSantis is also 42 years old. He's got little kids. He's doing a wildly good job. He's going to win by a billion points here in Florida. Florida has switched Almost a million new voters, Republican, huge Republican majorities now in the state of Florida, dominant electoral cycle. And it's because of ads like this from my boy, Ron DeSantis. And I love seeing ads like this. It gives me chills watching this ad. Did you see this yesterday? The best ad of the 2022 cycle. Ron DeSantis dropped it yesterday. I got chills because this is the ad. This exact vibe is why I moved my family to Florida. Take it away. Ladies and gentlemen. Governor Ron DeSantis. Today we deliver for the people of Florida yet again. We saved our jobs. And kept us going. They tried to shut us down, but you saved our business. You had our backs. And honored our service. You led by facts, not fear. And you let us decide. You let me go to school. You gave me a voice. You put us first. And didn't let them keep us apart. You let us learn. You let us compete. All of us. You protected our right to worship together in person. And you raised our pay. You protected our waters. And kept Florida beautiful. When they attacked you, you didn't pay. You stood strong for Florida. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Governor. Gracias, Governor DeSantis. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Governor DeSantis. Whew. You get chills? Did you get chills watching it? 
Whew, man, I got chills watching that. Perfect ad. I love seeing Republicans getting the messaging right. I'm a messaging guy. I'm a creative guy. We have a built an entirely creative team here at The Benny Show, and we are very, very proud of the work that we do. We like pushing the narratives. We like having a little humor. We like having a little energy. We like showing the alternative and we like having beautiful products demonstrate our worldview. That's exactly what DeSantis just did there. Wow. That's the ad of the cycle. The ad of the cycle. Now, there was another ad released yesterday by Donald Trump. Now, I wanted to start this block off by saying, hey, I don't think they're running against each other. I know for a fact, actually, that as of right now, Ron DeSantis is not running for president in 2024. Okay. Ron DeSantis loves Donald Trump. Donald Trump loves Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis uh, and I just went and campaigned together in Ohio. We did an event together in Ohio for Trump-backed candidates across the country. But in Ohio, it was J.D. Vance running for Senate. The two are not enemies. They want to make them out to be enemies. So the fact that they released ads on the same day, uh, I I don't think that you should read anything into that. Now, Donald Trump's ad was incredible. Donald Trump's ad was longer. We're going to play you a clip from the ad. We're going to play the full thing at the end of the show. So please continue watching to see the full Donald Trump ad at the end of the show. It is absolutely a work of art. Now, Donald Trump isn't running for office right now, but this ad, again, like will send the chills up your spine. It is like stunning. It is. It belongs in like a, like a Game of Thrones. It's like a Game of Thrones vibe. Super dark, super cinematic. I just love seeing Republicans get the messaging right and get the visuals right. Watch. We are a nation in decline. We are a failing nation. We are a nation that has the highest inflation in over 40 years. Where the stock market just finished the worst first half of a year in more than five decades. We are a nation that has the highest energy cost in its history, and we are no longer energy independent or energy dominant, which we were just two short years ago. We are a nation that is begging Venezuela and Saudi Arabia for oil. We are a nation that surrendered in Afghanistan leaving behind dead soldiers, American citizens, and $85 billion worth of the finest military equipment in the world. We are a nation that allowed Russia to devastate a country, Ukraine, killing hundreds of thousands of people, and it will only get worse. We are a nation that has weaponized its law enforcement against the opposing political party like never before. We've never seen anything like this. We are a nation that no longer has a free and fair press fake news is about all you get you won't get fake news here again we love you so very much especially the the audience the the the, the person who was doing the interview at the top of the show gosh uh, this is just such an amazing movement. This is the reason why Joe Biden is terrified to run in 2024 the reason why Hillary Clinton is saying she won't run again. They see ads like that and they know they will be defeated. They know it. This is why the raid is happening with Donald Trump. This is why Hillary Clinton is having freakouts right now over her emails again. Our next story here, and remember, that's just a small snippet of that video. That's 60 seconds of Trump's video. We'll play the full video for you at the end of the show. You got to stick around to watch it. And more importantly, you got to stick around to watch this Hillary Clinton meltdown. Baby Hillary Clinton freaking out, doing a Twitter tirade like a teenage girl, like somebody who has like multiple personality disorder, having a panic attack, reaching in the bottom of her purse for her hot sauce and her Xanax. Hillary Clinton freaking out about her emails, saying that there were no classified documents in her emails. This is what Hillary Clinton tweeted yesterday. Hillary Clinton essentially saying, I can't believe I have to talk about this and about my emails. But the fact is, the emails, there were no classified documents ever found in my emails. The problem is, lady, your best friend in the world, a homie by the name of James Comey. Said otherwise. Go ahead and listen. From the group of 30,000 emails returned to the State Department in 2014, 110 emails in 52 email chains have been determined by the owning agency to contain classified information at the time they were sent or received. 
Eight of those chains contained information that was top secret at the time they were sent. 36 of those chains contained secret information at the time, and eight contained confidential information at the time. That's the lowest level of classification. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Let's see. James Comey, the guy who's sitting there in a Biden-Harris shirt. Remember that? Pathetic loser who wandered around door knocking, hitting his head right on the top of everyone's doorstep. This guy is a disgrace. But even he was able to say, yo, uh, Hillary Clinton had tons of classified uh, information in her emails. The fact that she could just openly lie like that, I suppose shouldn't come as a shock to any of us. The person who it shocks the very least on planet frickin' Earth is Sean Davis, the editor of The Federalist, who has an amazing piece on this, and he joins us now. CEO and co-founder of The Federalist, Sean Davis, on the program, baby. What's going on, Sean? Not much. It's another day and another live from uh, old Hill Dog there. <laughs> okay. Talk us through. You have this incredible Hillary keeps shamelessly lying about her emails at The Federalist. We'll toss the article on screen. An incredible piece of journalism here where you just pretty much say what's open, what's, what's openly available to the public about Hillary's lies. But talk us through how we know Hillary's lying here. Well, the the main reason you know Hillary is lying is that she's awake. So that's just a good <laughs> rule of thumb. If she's conscious, she's spewing lies. Um, after all, this is the woman who like claimed to make millions of dollars on cattle futures the first time she ever <laughs> traded them. All she does is lie. But we we know she lied because we were all alive in 2016 when she had the whole email scandal where she created a homebrew server in the basement of her home for the purpose of evading uh, transparency and disclosure laws that allowed people to have access to her public records as Secretary of State, which, uh, by the way, she used to raise millions of dollars for her own personal tax exempt foundation. And we all lived through this. We all know she created this server to skirt the law so people couldn't see what she was doing. And we all know that they found tons, scores, gobs of classified info in her home that wasn't secured. Again, it was on a, a, an insecure, unsecure server in her basement. And we actually know from reports at the time uh, that foreign intelligence agencies knew she had all this. So this idea that she's gonna like go back in time and kind of like retcon all of history is special even for Hillary Clinton. Like this was not our opinion. It, this wasn't Benny's personal opinion or my personal opinion that she had uh, you know, reams of classified information on her server. It came from her very own FBI. So like, this isn't something we're making up. She's just a delusional liar. Why do this now? What is the, where's the paranoia? I mean, is she giving up the game, right? She, she's like giving up the game, right? So she's arguing that the Clinton rule, the Clinton rule that like you can have, like, they, these documents are just essentially going, having classified information is just going to be forgiven if you have enough power. That's essentially the Clinton rule. She's saying this can't apply to Trump. It can only apply to me. Well, yeah, we've always known that though. Like this is what the left believes about the system of law in this country. They don't believe in the rule of law. They believe in the rule of men. And they believe that they're allowed to do things that no one else can. And, and we have this tendency on the right to just point out and say, oh, you're a hypocrite. Gotcha. I, I caught you being a hypocrite. Game over. No, it's not hypocrisy. It's hierarchy. Okay. They have a different set of rules. They can do whatever they want. And, and that assumes even that these are on the same plane, that the issue of Trump having documents and Hillary having documents. Hillary, thank goodness, was never the president. And it turns out that the president is able to do different things with different documents that people who aren't the president can't do. And that's why it, th this attempt to make these things equivocal, I think, is nonsensical. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they're trying to retcon and gaslight everyone so they can pretend that the Hillary thing uh, was nothing. Because, of, of course, if you argue that the Trump thing was inappropriate, then, of course, you have to argue that Hillary's stuff was fine. No, that's not the case. The president is allowed to do different things. He is allowed to have documents. He's allowed to declassify things. Hillary never was. And this is all just part of, I think, the Clinton gaslight tour so she can again pretend that somehow the election was stolen from her as opposed to the reality which is that no one liked her and that's why she lost that's a huge scandal as she's using gasoline and the gaslighting i mean she has she used like incredible amounts of, i wonder what a carbon footprint is from all this gaslighting it must be astronomical rivaling uh, taylor swift's private jet she says she's not running for president again do you believe her well again 
if she's awake and she's talking, she's lying. So <laughs> uh, I don't know if she's going to run or not, but the fact she says she's not going to makes me think that uh, Joe Biden should be watching his six. Like, I, I half expect to see her in uh, camera shots, like following him around with a blown up paper bag that she's going to pop and try and scare him uh, to get rid of him. Like, hell hath no wrath like a Clinton trying to get back into power. So, yeah, Joe Biden, watch your six, buddy. So, so far be it for us to say that you and James Comey agree on something. Uh, based on our reading of your article, we did pull a clip from James Comey saying that you're right, saying, hey, yo, I read The Federalist, I love Sean Davis, because Hillary Clinton was extremely careless with her emails, these were classified. We thought we'd roll the tape because they want you to forget that James Comey did this. By the way, extremely, uh, it's not, I mean, it shouldn't be allowed, right, for an FBI director. The FBI director shouldn't come out and say these kind of things. It's not his job to charge people. It's the FBI's job to investigate. But here we go. James Comey, maybe for the first and last time in history, agreeing with Sean Davis of The Federalist. Although we did not find clear evidence that Secretary Clinton or her colleagues intended to violate laws governing the handling of classified information, there is evidence that they were extremely careless in their handling of very sensitive, highly classified information. You watch that live, Sean, your thoughts. I mean, what, how, how, how that, that clip has aged like extremely fine vinegar wine. Yeah, that was, uh, that was something else. I, I remember being shocked when that happened in 2016. And it, what was so fascinating about it was what we, we all knew what the facts were. We all knew what the law was. We all knew what the standard was. And what Comey did there was he tried to have it both ways, which is what he constantly tried to do up until he just went full crazy town, where he wanted to pretend like, oh, yeah, yeah, the facts, we can all agree on those. But of course, I couldn't possibly go and charge Hillary Clinton as if that was his job. And, and it was just amazing to watch because we actually didn't need James Comey to go out there and do any of it because we saw the documents. We saw what the investigations had unearthed. And the sole purpose of that was for Comey to absolve her while at the same time rhetorically indicting her it really was classic Comey thinking that uh, he was the law, that he had the power to decide what the law was. And that set in motion horrific events that I think led to ultimately the, the total uh, destruction of the FBI, which is trying to make it this institution that gets to decide, you know, which politicians it's going to go after and which politicians it's going to save. Uh, be because when he did that, he showed that the FBI wasn't interested in the rule of law. And then while he was doing that, he knew exactly what his agency was doing with the whole Russia hoax. So, I mean, that it, it's fascinating to look back on that press conference, given what we now know about that agency and consider, man, where would we be now if that corrupt giraffe of a goon had never been given control of it? <laughs> Do you personally believe that Hillary Clinton should have gone to prison for her handling of this information? She Not broke the law. She broke the law. She deliberately broke the law. She knew what it was. This wasn't some like doughy eyed little Bambi, uh, her first time in the woods, not knowing what things were like. <laughs> she's been in she's been in the federal government, uh, yeah. you know, for decades. She lived in the White House. She was a U.S. senator. She was a secretary of state. She knew what the rules were. She knew what was required of her. And because she wanted to hide the way she was using the federal government and her office to raise money for her personal foundation, she created this server which ended up having reams of classified info on it, all to protect her own bottom line and her own political career. She absolutely should have been charged. Is there something like in the water at the DNC? What is it with her and Hunter Biden and the leaks from the DNC? Why is it always technology? What is this why they like had to create TikTok and communist China? Talk to us like this seems to be endemic uh, with Democrats. Hunter's laptop, DNC emails, DNC leak, Hillary Clinton leak. What's going on over there? Well, it's amazing to me that the FBI went and raided Baron Trump's bedroom before it went after Hunter Biden. Like the the yes. fifty year old who smokes crack and shacks up with uh, hookers and strippers, uh, illegally buys guns, lies about it, then illegally discards them. Uh, probably is involved in money laundering. Uh, definitely represented without ever registering uh, a foreign agent in China and in China's spy chief uh, Patrick Ho. But I mean. Obviously, they should have gone and checked like the 17 year old's bedroom. Cl clearly, Barron is just a bigger risk to national security I, than Hunter hey, Biden. Listen, man, Merrick Garland's got grandkids. They got to figure out Barron Trump's Minecraft 
strategy, all right? They got to they're going to take his Nintendo Switch. They got to figure out that Minecraft, all right? They got they got to get it, all right? They got to get it. Christmas is around the corner, Sean. We got to figure out his strategy. Baron's too good. He's too good. What uh I mean, I guess like you got to hope against hope and I know that you are a bit of a cynic. Uh, you know, if you don't follow yeah. Sean, if you don't follow Sean on Twitter, it is a must follow. You're a bit of a cynic when it comes to corporate Republicans. However, we do have a lot of senators, congressmen come on the show. We have a lot of their staff that write us often, uh, you know, asking questions, watching the show. What advice would you give to them to like take the heel of the oversight boot and crush the head of the snake here? I would like to grab them by the lapels and <laughs> shake them and tell them, do your job. <laughs> stop talking. Stop tweeting. Stop going on television saying, oh, yeah, we really got to secure this border. No, you have the power. You are in a position to do things. Actually do the things you swear an oath to do. Because if you don't, we're getting rid of you and we're coming for you, too. Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, so let's throw the article back up. Everyone needs to go read the article. Hillary Clinton keeps shamelessly lying about her emails at the Federalist, which is, by the way, a must read site every single morning. We cover so many Federalist pieces. We, we covered one in the A block, actually. We love reading the Federalist. What can we find on the Federalist right now? And where can people follow you, Sean? Uh, follow me at Twitter and on Truth, Sean M. D.A.V. and at thefederalist.com. Yes. What is the lead story on the site right now? I don't know what it is right now. Uh, it might mm -hmm. be about uh, William Barr. Uh, dude. Getting himself in a little bit of trouble with, uh, his, I don't know. I, I like the guy, but come on, dude. Special master, those comments were yeah. insane yesterday. I, the, the fall of Bill Barr, very, very sad. Can we have any heroes? Can we? Final question. Can we have nice things or not as conservatives? Uh, can, can we have any heroes in politics? Absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely yeah. not. No, but you can have her you can have heroes in uh, uh, in parallel economy journalism, truth tellers, and Sean Davis is one of them, a hero of this program. Thank you, Sean, for coming on. Thank you, sir. <laughs>It is the bar story, by the way. Producer ALX is telling us, and uh, we'll toss that up. We'll toss that up in just a moment to make sure that Sean was absolutely correct. Bill Barr uh, has Trump ma raid made Bill Barr forget about the deep state. That is the number one story on the Federalist right now. Uh, and so Sean Davis was completely correct. Sean Davis, just a absolute must follow. We cannot encourage it enough. It is sites like the Federalist, which lead to our next poll. 60% say Joe Biden consulted and perhaps profited from family business deals. It is sites like the Federalist that keep the drumbeat up about Hunter Biden and the corruption that is endemic inside of our political class, our permanent political class. We don't like saying deep state. Deep state like is almost like makes them sound too cool. They're just permanent political apparatchiks, barnacles at the bottom of this barge, all right? They haven't done anything good for their entire life. They are calcified to the bottom of the boat and you need to get a big giant scraper and scrape them off. That's what these people are. They're the permanent political class. Breitbart.com says 60% of registered voters believe that Joe Biden consulted and profited from his family business. This is a huge win. This is according to a Rasmussen poll. Only one third of the respondents said that they do not believe that Biden consulted. That's one third. You can get one third of the country to pretty much believe anything. A thousand people were surveyed. And this is a three point margin of error poll. April polling revealed 58 percent of voters believe Joe Biden played a role in his family's business. And 60 percent said Hunter Biden sold influence and access to the president. This is coming on the heels of the Hunter Biden bombshell uh, a, a video that's that's out called My Son Hunter. I think it's out for streaming right now. And we really want to cover this more. We're working on getting Robert Davi on the program. He follows us on Twitter. We've reached out. We want to get Robert Davi, who made this film out. We haven't watched the film yet. It's bombshell. Uh, it's getting rave reviews, and the trailer just melted our face off. So hopefully we'll get him on the program, and he can talk about My Son Hunter. Let us know in the comment section if you want to have that interview happen. This is, of course, a show that is run by you. Polling comes after overwhelming evidence suggests that Joe Biden has been involved in his family's business since 2012, uh, of course, as vice president. So the scheme may wind up putting Hunter Biden in prison. We'll see. They haven't called Tony Bobulinski. We had Miranda Devine on the show yesterday. They haven't called Tony Bobulinski into the grand jury uh, to testify. This is a huge issue. Of course, Timothy Tibble, uh was kicked out of the FBI on his ass, uh, allegedly for the mishandling of the Hunter Biden laptop from hell. All of the cover-up 
didn't matter. People are still disgusted by this and also this entire photo. I mean, look at that Coleone photo. Look at that disgusting photo. Does anyone in the Biden family have real hair? Does anyone have real hair? Is it all synthetic? Is everything fake? Their teeth are fake. Their hair is fake. Their souls are fake. These people are demonic. What is actually demonic is taking a first world beautiful country and then crushing it with communism. I mean, that you're like making life horrible for people. Joe Biden's doing it, but it is the easiest to see in a state like California. California is actually the state of my birth. I was born in Los Angeles back in the 80s, 1986. Uh, this is during the Reagan revolution. Ronald Reagan had been governor of the state. My parents thought it'd be a nice state to move to. California was pretty right wing. California voted for Republican presidents back then. That's where I was born. I didn't live there for long. And they moved us to Iowa uh, because California started heading south real fast under Democrat control. So my parents were ahead of the curve. Shout out to Dana and Howie for moving me the hell out of California uh, before things got bad, before I'd have to lay, abed, lay awake at, at night right now in the middle of a heat wave, sweating my ass off, which is what happened last night officially Power blackouts in California. Here is the breaking news clip. Take it away. Just a week ago, the state of California, Gavin Newsom, its purported governor, said that everybody's going to be required to have an electric vehicle. No more gas engines coming really soon because California has something called renewables. And this is the future. How's that going to work? Well, just a few hours ago, California's grid operator delivered some stunning news it issued an upgraded level two emergency alert. The grid operator is telling Californians to, quote, be ready for potential rotating power or outages. Blackouts are expected tonight in our biggest state. The governor of California, Gavin Newsom, just released a video telling residents to do their part to protect the energy grid. These triple digit temperatures throughout much of our state are, are leading, not surprisingly, to record demand on the energy grid. Everyone has to do their part to help step up for just a few more days. And today and tomorrow afternoon after 4 p.m., in particular 4 p.m., please turn your thermostat up to 78 degrees or higher, to the extent possible using any really large appliances. Oh, so you run this state into the ground, make it look like Guinea-Bissau, our richest state is now our most dysfunctional state. You did that, Gavin Newsom. You and the one-party political machine in your state, but it's the result. Do your part. Don't use your appliances. This is insane. It is completely insane. Let's go into the story and talk about what actually happened last night in California. There were rolling blackouts in San Francisco. Get ready. Here we go. California's independent system operator, ISO, declared emergency power level three Thursday. I'm sorry, Tuesday evening. Correction there. Warning that rolling blackouts also knowing known as rotating power outages were very possible. Notice how Gavin Newsom there blames the environment and not his jackass policies of saying that some unicorn fart, something like magical will power the state. No, dude, it's fossil fuels. And if you have an electric vehicle, guess what powers that? Fossil fuels, dinosaur bones, coal power is what powers the vast majority of the grid in America. You ain't getting off that in the next century. And so your electric vehicle is powered by coal. I got a neighbor with an EV. I had this conversation with him and it didn't go well. So California is trying to do some magic and saying that they can just invent energy. The first and third law of thermodynamics tell you you can't do that. But these people don't care about realities, biological or scientific. They just care about power. So this is the real pain that Californians are suffering right now. The Golden State's grid operator's highest category of an energy emergency is level three. Peak demand on the grid hit 52,000 megawatts, an all-time record. Last week, the... In California independent system operator called for ISO, as it is known, called for residents to participate in voluntary conservation, keeping their homes at 78 degrees or higher. You know what my thermostat was set at here in the beautiful state of Florida? A sweet 69 last night. Nice. And I was able to sleep like a baby in a nice, cool house. I cranked it down, actually, just a little bit uh, to pour one out for my homies in California. Get the hell out of communism. 
Seriously, our dear friend Harmeet Dillon, who's an amazing lawyer, she lives in uh, San Francisco area, she tweeted out that she was getting text messages saying, yo, uh, we're going to be shutting off your power. Welcome to third world, baby. Level three alert ended at 8 p.m. They're saying, yo, we need to make sure we have voluntary power reduction from 9 9 a.m. in the morning and then 5 to 9 at night. Incredible. Meanwhile, in the European Union, they're doing the exact same thing. Uh, according to Karine Jean-Pierre yesterday, Vladimir Putin shut off the Nordstrom pipeline uh, next to the Dillard's pipeline and next to the uh, uh, wall, I guess, I don't know, uh, uh, Macy's pipeline uh, that also flow into Europe. Vladimir Putin shuts off natural gas and Europe goes black. We don't have the clip available, but remember when Donald Trump literally warned them that this was going to happen? Donald Trump said to their faces back in the day, the Russians are going to turn off your lights. And now it's happening. And now in the European Union, you're not going to believe this. Are you prepared? Are you sitting down? You got your cup of black coffee? You're sitting down? Oh, you're going to like this one. In Europe, the supreme dictator over there whatever the hell her name is, head of the European Union, she's saying, we need to flatten the curve of energy consumption. Woo! In case you're wondering if this is all centrally planned pablum from the World Economic Forum for your pain, here we go. Take it away, European Union communist. This is what is expensive, because in these peak demands, the expensive gas comes into the market. So what we have to do is flatten the curve and uh, avoid the peak demands. We will propose a mandatory target for reducing electricity use at peak hours, and we will work very closely with the member states to achieve this. We will flatten the curve. Do you understand? The curve, this is my struggle, and we will flatten it. Are you excited about flattening the curve? We are so excited about it. These people, they are making mandatory reductions during peak hours, 6 to 9 a.m., you know, the time where you get your kids ready for school, you need to heat up a kettle, and 5 to 9 p.m., the time you would come home from work and, like, watch the game, I don't know, drink a beer. We, te- we have told you time and time again, this is a cult of pain, severity, and destruction. This is what communism always is. And what you saw there, communist Karen, whatever the hell her name is, communist Karen from the European Union saying that you will flatten the curve in case you're wondering if this is all centrally planned and centrally organized. It is! This is sick. These people are sick. Everything they touch dies. Everything they touch leads to the destruction and to a worse life for you and your children. Whether that means the prices you pay for your vehicles, whether that means food shortages, your grocery costs, how are all those doing? How are you doing when you walk down the street? Do you feel safe? Maybe in your neighborhood, maybe if you're watching in the middle of the country in a red uh, state, like I do here. But what if you were inside of like a Democrat-controlled city, like Memphis? Eliza Fletcher found this out the like horrifically hard way. Memphis teacher abducted and killed an isolated attack by a stranger. Just despicable stuff, man. These are the real world results, the real world pain, the savagery of these people. They are a sick cult of atheists who don't care about human life. They make that very clear. It is demonic what is happening in the world today. There is a spiritual element to it. And you can watch this next clip and tell me if you disagree. I'm right. This is demonic, it's evil, it's satanic. What this party and this movement is bringing, it is an anti-God, anti-Christ cult. And these are the results, watch. Early last Friday morning, Liza Fletcher and Clotha Abstin met for the first and last time. As her husband and two young children slept at home, Liza Fletcher went for an early morning run through her neighborhood. Cleotha Abstin followed her, stalking her every move from a black SUV. According to the indictment, as Fletcher jogged by, Abstin leapt out, beat her bloody, smashed her cell phone, then dragged her into his vehicle. Within an hour, Liza Fletcher was dead. She'd been sexually assaulted and murdered. Police arrested Abstin soon after based on surveillance video, but he refused to say what had happened to Liza Fletcher. 
so her family waited in agony. But he didn't care. He never spoke. Yesterday, authorities finally found Liza Fletcher's body. She'd been thrown like garbage behind an abandoned building in a seedy part of town. The whole story could not be more shocking or more horrible. But here's what may be the scariest part. Some people didn't seem particularly shocked or horrified by it. In the hours after Liza Fletcher's disappearance, Biden voters on social media seemed to dismiss the crime on racial grounds. Why are we paying so much attention to the kidnapping of an attractive, privileged white woman? That's racist. Others seem to blame Fletcher for the atrocity committed against her. Why was she jogging at that hour anyway in Memphis? Come on. The point they're making was clear. Everyone knows the rules. Liza Fletcher violated those rules. You can't go outside at certain hours in certain places in America, obviously. Eliza Fletcher was a heiress, allegedly billions of dollars. She could have been living on the Upper East Side. I'm not sure that would have been safer. She could be living anywhere she wants to. She could be living on the top of a mountainside in, you know, in the middle of Utah, away from everybody else and safe. She chose to live inside of a community that is downtrodden, to teach little children in that community, to be a sweet and wonderful person. Eliza Fletcher deserves to be remembered, but you won't see her name in any of the press. All of the things about her story are too wrong for them. The corporate media vertically integrated into the, D- the DNC will cover up this story. They will not talk about how Fletcher's murderer, Cleotha Abstin, is a multiple times felon released by leftist policies He had done kidnappings before. He murdered this sweet mother and school teacher who didn't need to be there, who didn't ever need to work. Murdered her after kidnapping her at gunpoint. His criminal past began when he was younger. This is Abstin's criminal past. Charges that included aggravated assault and rape. He told investigators that he dropped out of school in the ninth grade. They found no evidence that he attended any school at all. This man should have been locked up in prison for the rest of his life. This man should not have been free to commit murder. It was leftist policies that released him onto the street to destroy the lives of not just Fletcher's family and her little children who will grow up without a mother in unspeakable pain, but also destroy the lives of everyone who her life could have touched like the little children she could have taught. All of these people, the effects of this kind of stuff is sick. It's why we call it demonic. And while this murderer and repeat offender was free to roam the streets and to abduct and kill this innocent woman, this sweet, innocent woman, while leftists want him to be free, they want to lock up Steve Bannon. This news breaking essentially while we're live on this show. Steve Bannon indicted in the state of New York. This is separate from the indictment in Washington, D.C. Bannon was indicted late Tuesday night, expected to surrender himself to prosecutors in the state of New York on Thursday. They're coming after all of us, uh, Bannon said in a statement, correction there, Bannon said in a statement, not only President Trump, but myself. They're never, ever going to stop, and I will not stop fighting. In fact, I've not yet begun to fight. They'll have to kill me first. In response to that indictment, Bannon issued a statement that speaks about the recent swatting attempts against him. Bannon was swatted this last week. Bannon called out the new indictment in light of the upcoming midterm elections. They're trying to take him offline. War Room, of course, an extremely powerful vector for the MAGA movement and for the Trump movement. They're coming after him for uh, for a nonprofit that he set up, taking donations uh, from a fund to facilitate building the border wall. We're not sure what crime was committed. In this indictment, Bannon called himself a, 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 called it a partisan political weaponization. Steve Bannon is a friend of the show. They want to put Steve Bannon, an innocent man, in prison, and they wish, in fact, they actually release Cleotha Abstin Henderson, the 38-year-old man in Memphis, Tennessee, to the streets to murder and slaughter and kill beautiful people like Eliza Flesher. It's all about power. It's sick. It's demonic. These people are Satanists. They do not care about you. They do not care about this country. This is a spiritual war. You best be on guard. This is the best that I can say. 
It is a battle between light and dark. And that battle is fully realized in the full release of Donald Trump's newest ad. This is the ad that we played you a small snippet of at the beginning of the show. We want to give you hope. This is not a, a, a show of darkness and doom. This is a show that is grounded firmly in reality. However, we do like uh, giving people something to uh, hold on to and to cling to. And we like covering the positivity of this movement, even in dark times. And I would say and state that the darkest times come before the dawn. I think that's a Batman line, but it's actually reality because the reason why they are panicking and committing these atrocities, essentially metaphorically atrocities against the Constitution, against your rights, against your civil liberties, is because they are losing and they know it. And they know that all things equal, they will get their asses kicked. And so they must make up and commit these crimes against humanity, you, your freedoms, your rights, your civil liberties, and your human dignity. They must commit these crimes because they know they're losing power. And like a demon screaming for Christ to not cast him into the pit, which happened in the Gospels, they will scream and they will writhe and they will torment. This is what they're doing to Steve Bannon. This is what they wish to do to you. This is what they're doing to Donald Trump. As Donald Trump says, they want to come for you. I'm just standing in the way. Here is the full video of Donald Trump's beautiful newest advertisement released. Uh, the full video shows exactly how Donald Trump is standing in the way. It gave us chills. We thought it would be a beautiful and uplifting way to end the show. Please watch. We are a nation in decline. We are a failing nation. We are a nation that has the highest inflation in over 40 years. Where the stock market just finished the worst first half of a year in more than five decades. We are a nation that has the highest energy cost in its history, and we are no longer energy independent or energy dominant, which we were just two short years ago. We are a nation that is begging Venezuela and Saudi Arabia for oil. We are a nation that surrendered in Afghanistan leaving behind dead soldiers, American citizens, and $85 billion worth of the finest military equipment in the world. We are a nation that allowed Russia to devastate a country, Ukraine, killing hundreds of thousands of people, and it will only get worse. We are a nation that has weaponized its law enforcement against the opposing political party like never before. We've never seen anything like this. We are a nation that no longer has a free and fair press. Fake news is about all you get. We are a nation where free speech is no longer allowed, where crime is rampant like never before, where the economy has been collapsing, where more people died of COVID in 2021 than in 2020. We are a nation that is allowing Iran to build a massive nuclear weapon and China to use the trillions and trillions of dollars it's taken from the United States to build a military to rival our own. We are a nation that over the past two years is no longer respected or listened to all around the world. And we are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked whose deliveries are not coming and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot meet. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield. 
ever, ever, ever. We will never give in, we will never give up, and we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down. As long as we are confident and united, the tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Come on, man. He wins when he runs that ad in 2024. He wins. You feel that ad? I felt that ad. And I feel you. I feel like the movement and the energy and the vibe is so real. It's palpable. Donald Trump says that we kneel to God alone in this country. It is a spiritual battle. I think Trump understands that. This is a battle between light and dark. And that is why we do the show. We do the show when we have our priorities straight here, man. God, family, country. You got to have those priorities and you got to go in full armor of God. You got to go in chest out and you got to go in knowing, knowing that with God, all things are possible. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be fearful. We're not fearful on this show. We're thrilled about it. And we're like, just honored that you join us every single morning to do this show. So thank you. You were born a free man or a free woman, and you're going to stay that way because we, ladies and gentlemen, are not backing down. They're not backing down. There's too much on the line. we got a country to save, so let's get to saving it. My name is Benny Johnson. Thank you for watching The Benny Show.